You're listening to the Acadia Divinity College podcast, where we equip Christians to serve the mission of God by asking questions, engaging culture, and changing with purpose. On Friday, May 6th, 2022, the ADC community gathered to celebrate our graduating students. This is the annual John Gladstone Sermon, delivered by Reverend Dr. Steve McMullen at our 61st commissioning service, entitled Faith for 21st Century Realities. While the sermon is delivered first and foremost to encourage our graduates, Steve's message is a timely reminder for all leaders and Christ followers as we navigate our ever-changing world. It really is a privilege to be able to speak tonight. Um, Certainly the occasion itself is is a reason to be thankful, but as I was preparing to speak tonight, what was going through my mind are you who are graduates many of whom, most of whom have been in a class or two or three or four that I've taught. And indeed, thinking about those who have graduated in the years that I've been at Acadia Divinity College and those who are continuing as students. And just realizing the amazing thing that God is doing as together, as faculty and staff and students, we learn how it is that we follow Jesus in a world that is very different from what it was not very long ago, and in a world that will be much different not long from now from what it is today. About 40 years ago, I was a very young pastor visiting the home of one of the oldest women in the church. And as she sat in her rocking chair, she was telling me that her son, and she sort of said with disgust, her son was using something called a Commodore 64 to talk to her young adult grandson in the, North, in the Northwest Territories. It's of the devil, she told me. I hope things soon go back to the way they were before these computers. Since the beginning of this year, I've heard people say, I hope our church soon stops live streaming the worship service. We need to force everybody to come back to church on Sunday morning. Things need to get back to the way they used to be. Other people have said, I've stopped going to church these last two years. I don't know if I'm going back. I'm okay with not going to church anymore. You see, we find ourselves in a world that has changed. A world of social media amplified extremism. A world where the horrors of war and violence and racism and homelessness invade the screens of our devices. A world of escapism where the thousands of streaming choices on Netflix and Prime and YouTube and whatever else and all the increasingly realistic video games and TikTok and Twitch, are not sufficient to distance us from our anxiety and our sense of powerlessness. You've been trained at Acadia Divinity College to serve the church. Indeed, to lead the church, whether that's in formal ways or informal ways, to be leaders. Well, welcome to the church of 2022. A church call to ministry and witness amid 
21st century realities that did not exist when I graduated in seminary. <laughs> Many of those realities didn't exist two years ago. This 21st century digital postmodern world of relativism and pluralism and secularism and anxiety needs to know God's love, God's grace, God's hope. And God has called His church. He's called us to go into this 21st century world and make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them to do everything Jesus commanded with the assurance that He will be with us to the end of the age. Whatever's ahead. So in such a world, how will you serve? How will you lead? Have you ever wondered about the life of Shamua, son of Zakur? I'm guessing that you've thought about that a great deal. The Bible says that in Moses' day, he was one of Israel's leaders. In fact, he was the first name in a list of Israel's leaders, chosen by the tribe of Reuben as the leader they trusted to make the most important decision about the future of their generation. They must have recognized that he had skills and knowledge and understanding for leadership. Shamua had seen the worst of evil, the horrors of slavery and injustice in Egypt the violence and the abuse of power rooted in human sinfulness, the suffering of his people. He would have also seen the power and the faithfulness of God in the miraculous rescue of his people and in God's unfailing provision for their needs, even in the very worst of times. Shamua, a recognized leader in Israel, was living in a new time, a time unlike any time he or his fellow Israelites had previously known. He was experiencing new circumstances, going to places where he'd never been before, with knowledge of God's promises of a new and better future, a future that would require faith, that God would empower them to overcome every challenge in the future, just as he already had in the past. At this momentous time of decision about the future of God's people, this was Shamua's time to serve his people as a leader. How would he lead in this new time, in this new place, facing these new challenges? As you graduate this weekend, you're called to serve the church. You'll be called to lead. We've done our best at ADC to prepare you with skills and knowledge and understanding. Hopefully you've picked up some wisdom along the way too. You face a new time, new circumstances. The church will face challenges and go places where the church has never been before because the world is not the same as it was yesterday. And it will be different still tomorrow in ways that we may not yet even imagine. You go to serve the Christian church at a crucial time. At a time when many people want to get back to the way it used to be. Back to a day when many of the evils of our world, well, we kept them hidden. We were comfortable not knowing the extent of suffering 
and sin around us. People who just go to church and pretend everything's fine. Doesn't work in 2022. It never did work, really. And so it's in Numbers chapter 13, verse 4, that we're introduced to Shamua. First named among the leaders of Israel. He and 11 other scouts were chosen to see how to prepare for their new future. To see how to possess the land that God had promised to them. And starting in verse 27, when they've returned, we read their report. We went into the land to which you sent us. And it does flow with milk and honey. Here's its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful. And the cities are fortified and very strong. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev. The Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country. And the Canaanites live near the sea and along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who'd gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers, bugs in their eyes. And we looked the same to them. That night, all the members of the community raised their voices and wept aloud. All the Israelites grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and the whole assembly said to them, If only we died in Egypt or in this wilderness. Why is the Lord bringing us to this land only to let us fall by the sword? Our wives and children will be taken as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to go back to Egypt? And they said to each other, we should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. Back to the way it was. We should choose a leader, maybe Shemua, and go back to Egypt. I think a lot of church folks are thinking that way these days. We should call a pastor who will take us back to the way it used to be. Before Ukraine, before COVID, before truth and reconciliation, before Me Too, before social media, before 9-11, before Commodore 64. Let's find a leader to take us back to when we were comfortable. Who will be our Shemua? I hope and pray we haven't trained any of you to be Shemuas. The church needs no Shemuas. But the church does need Caleb's and Joshua's and Deborah's and Nehemiah's. Leaders who led with faith when others are afraid. Leaders who know how seemingly impossible are the challenges but who know that the God in whom we have faith is greater than any of those challenges. The 21st century church needs pastors and leaders who have faith in the promises of God when every, inner, every circumstance and every inner desire says, go back, go back to what's comfortable, go back to what's familiar, 
Go back to the way we once knew it. Go back. When I was doing research, the board chair of one congregation said to me during a focus group, if we make changes to reach out to new people, well, maybe some new people will start attending our church, but there's no guarantee. But we know that if we make changes, some people will be upset and, and leave the church. So we'd better not change and just leave things the way that they are than take a risk. That congregation made no changes. They've closed their doors now. You see, there is no going back. There is no going back. Back is no longer there. 2019 is not coming back, ever. There's no avoidance of change. And that makes many leaders anxious. Do I have the skills? Do I have the knowledge? Do I have the wisdom to lead the kinds of change that are necessary in these new 21st century realities to face seemingly constant changes that we can't predict or even imagine? Well, as theological educators, we've designed our courses to provide you with skills and knowledge. In these changing times, we've worked hard. We have worked hard to prepare our learning outcomes and our course design and our hybrid course delivery. Our goal has been to prepare you well for the realities that you will face. But I suspect that Shamua must have had skills and knowledge too. Put forward by his tribe as their leader, he was the person in whom those Reubenites placed their confidence. He would lead them. He would have had the skills and knowledge they were looking for. What Shamua did not have was faith in God. Or at least... He did not apply his faith in God when the challenges went beyond his skills and his knowledge. He did not understand that as leaders of God's people, our skill and our knowledge must be exercised and applied in the context of a faith in God that believes that God's promises are true. That Jesus Christ is building his church that the gates of hell will not, will not prevail. Notice Joshua and Caleb didn't say, well, this will be a cakewalk. cakewalk. They were realistic. They didn't naively minimize the challenges. And I'm not trying to minimize any challenges. But Joshua and Caleb did not look back. They did not look back nostalgically to the good old days of slavery and injustice. They did not look back at all. They looked to a future, a new future, with faith in what God could do, what they believed God would do because of God's promises to them. Amid our 21st century reality of change and war and injustice and COVID, in a digital and increasingly secular society that has melted away the social veneer of Christianity that once was taken for granted, 
Skill and knowledge are essential, but it will take more than skill and knowledge for leaders of the Christian church. Do you have faith in God? Do you have faith in God? Not just a childish faith that believes that because you've been told it's true and because it's nostalgically comforting. And not just the kind of religious faith that the first disciples wanted when they said to Jesus, increase our faith. And Jesus said, get out there and start living your faith amid the real circumstances, the real hurts, the real challenges of people's lives. And not just the kind of lazy, fatalistic faith that thinks everything's going to turn out okay somehow if we just sit back and wait. Psalm 13 was read this evening. Over the past two years, I think I've heard Psalm 13 quoted more than any other scripture. I have heard it hundreds of times. Usually it's not the whole Psalm, it's just, how long, O Lord? How long? How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long? Those questions, those feelings are not new. How long, Lord? I felt those questions in my soul these last two years, I suspect. So have all of us. How long till the vaccine? How long till I can be with my friends? How long till I can travel to visit my family? How long till we can go to church? How long till life is the way it was? It's normal to feel those feelings. It's right, in fact, to feel those feelings. The psalmist felt that way, and God captured those feelings in Scripture in the psalm so we would know how honest we can be with God when our skills and our knowledge are not enough, when the challenges seem too big and we seem too small, when we long for something different, some sign of hope that seems to take forever to arrive. But it's the end of that psalm that changes everything. I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Caleb could, could have written those lines. So could Joshua. So could Deborah. So could Nehemiah. Leaders who did not waver in their faith in the face of what could have been the darkest moments in Israelite history. So could the Apostle Paul as he rotted in a Roman dungeon awaiting persecution. So could Priscilla and Aquila, who had fled as refugees from persecution. Will we have faith in God? Will we trust God? When life leads us to ask, how long, Lord? Will you still say, and have you still been saying these past two years, but I trust your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation, for you have been good to me. That is not childish faith. That is not easy faith. 
that is not religious rote faith. That is the faith that's essential for those who serve, for those who lead. It is honest faith that knows and feels the challenges and knows that God is greater no matter the circumstances. It is active, life-changing faith that enables a godly leader to say to the church like Paul, follow me as I follow Christ. The New Testament book of Hebrews says, without faith it is impossible to please God. Therefore, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Not the pioneer and perfecter of skills and knowledge, as important as they are for service and leadership. The risen, ascended, victorious Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the pioneer and perfecter of faith, without which it is impossible to please God. Did Samuel please God? I suspect that he was a skilled, knowledgeable, and wise leader. But without faith, without realizing in his soul that in spite of his anxieties and his limitations, God could and would accomplish what he had promised. All Shamua and those other nine faithless Israelite leaders could do was long for the way things used to be. The challenges of the great new future God had promised looked unsurmountable compared to Shamua's human ability. In the face of the changed and uncertain world that we face, Jesus has promised a great new future. I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Do you believe that in your soul? Do you believe that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has already conquered sin and death and is the ascended King of kings and Lord of lords? In a world where you will have trouble, will you take heart because Jesus Christ has overcome the world? Will you trust Jesus Christ enough to throw off whatever might hinder you and whatever sin might entangle you so that you will go and make disciples, baptizing them and teaching them, so you will love God with all of your being, so you'll love your neighbor as yourself? On the darkest days, the how long, O oh Lord, days, will you believe that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine? according to his power that is at work within us. I am so thankful for the skills and knowledge I received many years ago from my seminary training. I could not have been the pastor that I have been and addressed the challenges I faced without it. I learned from faculty members who poured their wisdom and their lives into mine that I might serve the church well. I needed those skills. I needed those, that knowledge. The Faculty of Katie Divinity College has sought to do the same for you. We have worked hard to pour into your lives whatever we have learned that we believe from our experience and our training 
will help you to think and to understand and to live and to love and to serve and to minister effectively and to be witnesses of the gospel amid the challenging and ever-changing realities of this crazy world. But I've discovered this. Without faith in God, those skills and knowledge count for very little. But when I have trusted God, it is amazing how the skills I learned and the knowledge I received seem to be just what was needed. When I have trusted my skills and knowledge instead of trusting God, it's equally amazing how often my skills and knowledge were not up to the challenge. I believe this 21st century is a time of tremendous opportunity for the Christian church. We can make a difference for good in this world. We can make a difference for good in this world. We can bring hope where there's discouragement and anxiety and suffering. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the, the powerful, transformative, life-giving message of grace and hope and love and salvation has never been needed any more than it is today. How will we face those 21st century realities? Will we look at today's world the way that Shamuel looked at the promised land? Or will you, like Joshua and Caleb, say with faith, the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid. But let me just say one other thing. Because I don't want you to hear me saying, so go out there and be a Joshua and a Caleb. Because Joshua and Caleb were called to lead in a very different world. And you're not Joshua, and you're not Caleb, and you're not Deborah, and you're not Nehemiah, and you're not Paul the Apostle. You're you. And God hasn't called you to be anyone except who you are. And as the person you are, with the skills and abilities, the knowledge you've learned, Trust God. Have faith in God and see what He wants to do through you in this 21st century. As graduates of Acadia Divinity College, may you serve with faith in God. May you lead with faith in God. May you live by faith in God. And to God be the glory. Thank you for listening to the Acadia Divinity College podcast. Follow us on social media by searching for Acadia Divinity College and find us online at acadiadiv.ca.